So we just want to give you praise in advance. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you're getting ready to do for us this week and how you are present with us in our lives, Lord. We just say thank you, Lord, for those that are watching online, those that are currently on their way, God. We just say thank you, Lord, that you are drawing us near to hear your voice. You are calling us as the body of Christ. And we just thank you, Lord, that you are using us as your hands and your feet on this earth. So we ask you to bless this service today as we come and we give you praise, God. Our week is not perfect. Our lives are not perfect, but we give our offer up the sacrifice of praise because we know that even in a pit, you are with us in the pit. On a mountaintop, you're with us on our mountaintops, God. And we just say thank you in advance. We give you honor. We give you the glory and the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So we invite you all to stand right where you are. If you're able, if you're in our worship service or if you're on our li- online, our praise team and our praise band is going to lead us in singing a wonderful God. Oh, 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 oh,
worship today. Praise God. How many of y'all felt the Holy Spirit on that song? Well, we are going to go to God in prayer. Lord, we just come to you today and say thank you, Lord, for just bringing us here with a mind to worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we are in our right minds, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we have our health. Thank you, Lord, that we have our families, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we even have our jobs. Thank you, Lord, for our church. Thank you, Lord, for even having us in this gemtuary, as we call it, Lord. We just say thank you, Lord, for the building, and thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives. God, we just want to lift up to you those that don't have those things that we have today. We lift up our sick and our shut-in, Lord. We ask you to continue to be with them. Continue to be their strength. Continue to be their healing, their joy, and their love. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that even when we feel like we are being persecuted, we are still blessed. Even when we are scattered, your word is still going out with us. Your light is still in us, and we are a light in the world, Lord. We just say thank you, Lord, even in persecution, Lord, even when things are not well in our bodies, in our mind, in our spirit, wherever you have us, Lord, in this world, when you spread us out, God, we just say thank you that your spirit is there, Lord, and thank you, Lord, that somebody else is there that knows that there is a God because of us, God. We say thank you, Lord, for just what you're doing even in the midst of the sickness, God. And we ask you for healing in Jesus' mighty name. We ask you for healing. We know you have the perfect time, the, to end time to bring us out of our captivity, Lord, the end time to bring us out of our sickness. And you have the perfect time, Lord. You know every single day of our lives. And we just want to give you praise, Lord. You have a good and perfect plan for our lives plans to give us a hope and not a few and a future so we just say thank you lord that we are in your hands thank you lord that our sicknesses are in your hands god and we just say thank you in advance for healing as we release our faith for healing today Lord, we just want to pray also for our uh, prison ministry, Lord. We say thank you, Lord, for those of us that have gone out and helped those that need encouragement, Lord. Some people have gone up for parole this year, and they weren't able to make it. And we just ask you just to give them encouragement to just continue to do the right thing, although the wrong thing may be happening, Lord. We just ask you just to keep them encouraging you, Lord. It is a hard walk. It is a hard walk. And we just ask you just to lift them up lift up their spirits wherever they are right now God we just say thank you for those of us that are reaching out in the prison ministry um, those of us that help out with the sick and shut Lord we just say thank you for giving us a heart to help you hurting people Lord Lord we give you praise for our youth today Lord we just say thank you Lord thank you for our children going back to school God thank you for our teachers thank you for our principals Lord we ask a special anointing a fresh anointing over this school year um, over our children, over our youth, over our students, over our college students, Lord, over our law students, Lord, over our teachers, over our principals, God. We need you, Lord, in this 2022-2023 school year, Lord. We already know. We already know that you know what's going to happen this year. But we just say thank you in advance, God. We can give all of you all the glory and all the praise for this school year with its ups and its downs. And I pray for all of our kids right now, Lord, that you would just give them the knowledge and the wisdom. 
move the right people in their paths and move the wrong people out of their paths, God. Keep them on the straight and narrow uh, path, Lord, and um, help us to just glorify you even at school. And let somebody even know about Christ in school. Let your, let your light shine even in schools, Lord. We just say thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord, for Pastor Kelly, God. Thank you, Lord, that you allow her another week of vacation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for vacation. Hallelujah. We, Lord, we ask you just to continue. Lift her up in prayer. Lift her up in her family, Lord, and just give her refreshing to lead the church. Hallelujah. You brought us this far, God, nine months, and we just say thank you for every single thing you've been doing since then, God. And we just say thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing in our church today. Thank you for the leadership in our church, God. Thank you for giving us a, a mind to just serve you. Thank you for those that volunteer. Lord, we just ask you to help us to reach somebody today. Reach somebody today in their spirits. Move our minds. Speak to our minds and our spirits, God. Whatever we need today, Lord, we thank you in advance that you are capable of giving us whatever it is we need because you know everything, even before we speak it, even before we um, pray to you, Lord. You know what we're thinking, God. So we just say thank you, Lord, that we can give all the glory and all the praise to you, God. The ups and the downs, our entire lives, we surrender all to you, Lord. Hallelujah. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We surrender all of our lives to you, our family, our friends. And, Lord, we're just praying this Labor Day weekend, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord, for Labor Day weekend, God. We just thank you, Lord, that you're going to keep us wherever we are. And some of us are not here today because we are on vacation. But we're asking you to just be with those at our church that are not here at church today God and those that need to be in church Lord we thank you Lord in advance that you will bring them and call them to your church Lord uh, we just say, ask you for traveling mercies this week as we go out and help us to be safe help us to be a light wherever we go this week God and Lord we're just praying for our world today that if somebody needs to know you that you will reach out to them and give them a mind to know you Lord and know that they there is a God, to know that there is faith in Christ. And help us to just have the words to say to people this week, Lord, and help us to go out and do your ministry at church, at work, and in the world, God. And we just say thank you for your word today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. All right. We are going to stand and recite our church purpose statement. In response to God's love, our purpose is to love others, teach the word of God, and reach the world for Christ. Therefore, as a covenant partner, I will invite others to come and join me in worship. I will be a part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with my gifts and talents. I will do my part in faithfully giving my tithes and offerings to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I will love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And we have Andrea Billups that will be bringing us the word today, followed by special music by the praise band. Good morning, everyone. 
Our first scripture reading is from our New Testament, um, Corinthian, the first Corinthian, verse um, chapter 13, all of chapter 13. <clears throat> if I speak, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can phantom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I'm nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now, we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now, I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now, these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Our next scripture reading is also from the New Testament. It's from 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 21. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in a God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in God and he lives in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. 
If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them, and they live in God. And so we know and rely on the love. We rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fear is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Thank you, Father God, for loving us so much. Help us, Lord, to love one another better. Amen. Amen. Anybody know what time it is? It's offering time. And what do we say? that we know that we know God has been good to us this week. Can I get a witness on that one? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're going to give God just a portion of what God has given to us this week. We're going to give 10% as our tithes. We're also going to give our per capita, which um, we give out once a year. If you haven't already done that today, it is the fourth Sunday and we are giving an offering for two cents a meal. Um, did anybody miss a meal this week? Praise God. So we all had food, right? So we want to consider those that did not have food this week, okay? So we want you to give back two cents per meal that you had this week. Or if you felt like maybe this week, uh, maybe I'm going to have to go to McDonald's. Or maybe I don't have to get Burger King or something like that. Maybe you want to give it to somebody else. And you never know what God is going to do for you this week. Amen. So let's give God prayer, um, praise um, through our tithes and offerings. Our ushers are going to come down and we are going to pray over the offering today. Lord, we just say thank you for blessing us this week. Thank you, Lord, for just providing for our needs, God. Thank you, Lord, that you are there for us. We want to give you back just a portion of what you've given to us, God. It says in Malachi to bring the whole offering into the storehouse. Uh, and we just say thank you, Lord, that we can and we are able to just give our offering to you today. We ask you for a special blessing on your offering today that it will be used in the world as you see fit, Lord. And we just thank you for those that are um, giving today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The praise team is now going to sing for us. Just a closer walk with thee. Oh, praise man, I apologize. Oh, offering online can be given at nlac.tv. You can also give um, cash app 
the number the dollar sign and the number two n l a c you can also mail in or drop off your offering here two zero two zero e seventy nine street cleveland ohio four four one oh three so that's n l a c dot t v cash app and you can drop it off or mail it in thank you very much for your giving amen Uh, I like the some of the, the new songs, but uh, ain't nothing like like the old songs we we grew up on. I call them my meat and potatoes songs that stick to your bones and and stuff. Uh, me, Susan on drums, Lenny Gray. Rapper Benazi, we got a rendition of our um, Just a Closer Walk With Thee. So I want y'all to sit back and and enjoy. Thank you. 
Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. How's everyone this morning? All is well. Praise the Lord. Um, you know, I was taught uh, that when you come to the pulpit that you give honor to whom honor is due. You know, so I would like to give honor to whom honor is due. And first of all, I give honor to my God, our God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. I give honor to him for allowing me this opportunity to stand in front of you. 
I give honor to our senior pastor, Pastor Kelly, a woman of God who has been and is always an inspiration to me. I give honor to our assistant pastor, Pastor Antonio. She is always a blessing to me. She's always a blessing to us. And she's a definite willing servant of the Lord. I give honor to you all for being here. I give honor to y'all for being receptive to the word of God, being willing to be led and hear the word of God and having the desire to do what Jesus asks us to do. So I hope I didn't miss anybody. Oh, I did. I want to give honor to my mentor, uh, who is uh, Pastor Rick. Uh, he's my mentor in school, and uh, I give honor to him for uh, being steadfast and being the man that he is. Because I'm not the, the probably not the most good mentoree in the world, because because I have a lot of stuff going on, and, and I, I have to learn certain things in relationships, and I'm growing in that area. And I thank God, God for Pastor Rick, and I thank Pastor Rick for his patience and his love. Amen. After prayer, seeking out the Lord's message for you, his people, the topic of love kind of overshadowed everything. Now, it should have been an easy message for me to think about coming up with. And the reason why I say it should have been an easy message for me to think about coming up with is because over the last six to eight months, the Lord has been dealing with me specifically on love. He has been dealing with me on my love walk. He has been dealing with me on how I demonstrate his love to his people, to my family, and to the people that I come in contact with. He has been dealing with me on how to be a better representative of him in the area of love. But me, that wasn't the first thing that I thought of, even though God has been dealing with me for, again, six to eight months on love. I consider relationships as the topic or subject for this message. I consider relationships because I was concerned that so many have a concept of God, but no relationship. But I didn't get stuck there. I consider sin and how it separates us from God and each other and how it impacts the quality of our lives. I considered that for a while, but I didn't get stuck there. I consider discipleship and how imperative it is to successfully fulfill God's and Jesus Christ's stated mission for the church. I considered that as well, but I didn't get stuck there because the Spirit wouldn't allow me to get stuck where I wasn't supposed to be at. After much consideration, one subject kept coming up in some form or fashion. I have to share with you that again that message was love and I have talked to you if I have talked to you over the last six to eight months that topic invariably will come up the topic of love 
I think I told uh, the people in our Bible study group that that's a subject that God has been dealing with me on for quite some time. I told everybody that I talked to for any length of time, if I talked to them regularly, that God had been dealing with me on the subject of love for some period of time. The Lord has dealt with me so consistently about love that, again, it actually should have been the first thing that I thought of as I thought of this message. But this is one of those times when the Lord had already given me the answer. You ever, the Lord already give you an answer? He already tell you in advance what you should be doing or how you should be doing something But because the answer comes so easily and it's already there and it's so readily provided, you start looking for something profound and miraculous. And that's what I did. I looked for another message and I looked at all of these messages in the process. So, of course, the Lord had to direct me and confirm. The last of many confirmations take place taking place during a conversation with Ruth one of the women who ensures that a lot of the church's business is in order. Hey, Ruth. (laughs) During that conversation, the subject turned, of course, invariably to love. The subject reverberated in my spirit, and I had that Holy Spirit-inspired, uh-huh, moment. Y'all know when that light come on? When that light come on and you know that this is what God has said, and this is what God means for you to do. When the Holy Spirit prompts me, put, put me on the same wavelength as the Lord, I knew without a shadow of a doubt what God had for his people. This day, this hour, this moment, the message of love. That's what God has for you. This day, this hour, this moment, that message of love. My hope and prayer is that when you and I leave here today, that we will be inspired to more faithfully demonstrate God's love in every area of our lives and living, to share and offer the love of God to all those in need we come in contact with. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for this opportunity to come together to fellowship, Lord God. We thank you for your word, Lord God, that does not come back void, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for the desire that you placed in every one of our hearts, Lord God, to be more like you. The desire, Lord God, to seek out your word and seek out your will, Lord God. Asking that you let your anointing rest here with us this morning, Lord God. Asking that you let your word go forth with victory and power, Lord God. Asking that you use me, Lord God, to bring forth this message, Lord God. You inspired and asking that you open the hearts of the people in here in the, in the congregation, Lord God. Open the hearts of my loved ones, the brothers and sisters in Christ, my family, Lord God, to receive your message. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's look, let's look at our culture, our culture's definition of love. Now, this definition comes from the Oxford Languages Dictionary. 
And this is how they define love. One, an intense feeling of deep affection. To feel deep affection for someone. Two, a great interest, a pleasure in something to like or enjoy something very much. Now for me, these definitions seemed a little lacking. It seemed like something was just missing because the focus was on how you feel. How you feel. Now I don't know if you like me, but see my feelings can change from day to day and they might change from moment to moment. So do not trust my feelings. In fact, Although this was written specifically for Judah and and, uh, the particular time period where they were in, where they had basically turned their backs on God, Scripture says that the heart, the heart is deceitfully wicked. Now, if the heart is deceitfully wicked and I'm basing my love on you, on my feelings, that's a scary thought. That's a scary thought. Feelings are not what love is founded on. Love is an action word. Love is a verb that requires action. The Bible concordance lists three types of love as evidenced in scripture. The first is eros, which refers to physical or sexual love. The second is phylos, which means warm affection or friendship. That's what a lot of times I think I might be generating a little phylos love. But the third is agape, which is the unconditional, sacrificial love of God. Wow, that's deep. Unconditional and sacrificial. That means that you're willing to sacrifice and that you don't hold no faults or you don't have any conditions for your love, you just give it. It's just there. We have the definitions of love. Now let's look at the character of love. To find the character of love, we must first look at the source. 1 John 4.16. Can we get that, please? 1 John 4.16 states that God is love. We know and have believed the love which God has for us. God, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Can we get 17 too, please? This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. Now, the thing that stood out for me was not just that God is love because we know that. We didn't heard that basically all our lives, right? We have heard that God is love. But the thing that really stood out for me was that last sentence in verse 17 In this world, we are like Jesus. That's why we have no concern about when our end comes, because in this world, we should be like Jesus. 
So what is it talking about like Jesus? It's talking about the love that Jesus exhibited to everybody that he came in contact with. It's talking about that love, that agape love, this unconditional and sacrificial. Now, when we think about love, when we start thinking about sacrifice, that's a pretty big thing. That is a pretty big thing. What does God's love look like? What does God's love look at, look like? Let's look at a verse that pretty much all of us are familiar with. In fact, I can start the verse and y'all can finish it. And that's John 3:16. For God so loved the world. In him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now, if, if y'all will roll with me for one minute here, I'm going to just ask y'all to roll with me one minute here. I'm going to do a little addition with that scripture here. Now, I'm going to tell y'all, God ain't going to be mad at me if I do this. <laughs> I just want y'all to think about this verse in relation to you. I want y'all to think about John 3.16, not just in relation to God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son to the world. But you know what God also did? God gave you. He gave you to the world. Scripture tells us that we should emulate Jesus Christ. Scripture tells us that Jesus Christ was the firstborn among many what? Brethren. So if the daddy tell the big brother to go out, I'm going to give you to the world. What do you think he's telling us? He's given us to the world, but he ain't given us to the world in our mess. No, he's given us to the world to represent his love. He's given us to the world to be representatives of that unconditional, sacrificial love that he's given us. That's why we can all say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, for God so loved the world that, he's gave, that he gave, I'm not going to focus right now on the fact that God's love was demonstrated in his giving. God's love was demonstrated by his giving. So our love, probably, I would imagine, should be demonstrated by our giving. Now, I ain't talking about your money. Because <laughs> we start thinking, we start saying giving, you start thinking about your finances, you start thinking about things that you might possess. But when you give of your time to somebody in need, when you give of those things that are more valuable than any dollar, because your time here on this earth is more valuable than any money you might ever possess. When you give that love, that time, that consideration, that empathy, that respect. That's what God sent us here to do. 
Scripture tells us that God knew us from when? From the foundation of the world. From the foundation of the world, Lenny. God had you in his mind. He knew that you was going to accept Jesus Christ. He knew that you was going to be here to represent. And how did he want you to represent? He gave you to us so that you could express his love to us. When you get up there and you play that bass, that's what you're doing. Miss Mary, Miss Mary, God gave you to us. God gave you to us so that you could express that love to this congregation and your cooking and those things that make this congregation healthy and whole. God gave you to us. Sister, you know God gave you to us, right? He gave you to us. For real. God gave his son, but he gave his daughter too. All of y'all daughters, God gave y'all to the world for what? It's so simple to love, to love. Now, is love optional? I'm going to ask you that. Is love optional? Let's go to Deuteronomy 6, 5. Y'all got to excuse me. I'm a very disorganized kind of guy sometimes. <laughs> My daughter would testify to that. <laughs> okay, Deuteronomy 6, 5. Oh, where we at here? Deuteronomy 6 5 says, now let's put a let's 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 see what's happening here. In Deuteronomy 6 5, the children of Israel had just gotten delivered from Egypt. They had gotten delivered from Egypt. They was in the wilderness, they was headed into the promised land. Some of y'all in y'all promised land. And we all still moving towards that promised land because every day God has a new and great promise for us. But the children of Israel, they were in the promise. They were in the wilderness. And God gave Moses ordinances and statutes for the children of Israel. And one of the statutes that he gave them, one of the ordinances that he gave them was something I wouldn't think. He told them how to eat. He told them how to worship. He told them what to do so that they could have great success in the land that he was given to them. One of the things that he told them also was, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Now, I'm going to just ask you all this. Do that sound optional? Do it sound like that's an option? Do it sound like God is asking you to have that emotional kind of love, that feeling kind of love? You know, you know what kind of love I'm talking about. That love that don't inspire a whole lot. You just feel good about something. Is that what God is asking you to do? Is that what God was telling the children of Israel to do? It's not optional. To love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength. At that time, he gave them that statue. It was not optional. It was not optional. So we know that then love was not an optional thing. 
Let's look at Matthew 22. Let me get my organizational skills together here a little better. Matthew 22, verse 14, I believe it is, starting at verse 14. No, I think it's 34. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. And you know what? That is so awesome how the body of Christ, and I'm going to mention that later. See these people sitting over here? The people who got up and sang, the people that play the instruments, all of that works together so that God's purpose can be fulfilled in this body and that's in this congregation. It all works together. I'm going to bring that back up shortly, though. Hearing now in, 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 in Matthew, Jesus had been uh, giving parables to the crowd. He had talked to the the, the people there. And uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they, of course, were under attack. Uh, Maybe the way the scripture goes, the Pharisees early, not as much attacking as the Sadducees. But Jesus has set, shut the Sadducees down. He had shut them down. So the Pharisees said, hey, he didn't shut them down. It's our turn. We probably can't get him. So, uh, hearing the Jesus, let's go up a couple of verses to like maybe 32. Would you please? No, let's, not, let's go down one. <laughs> Thirty-three. No, let's go to thir- let's go down one more. Wait a minute. When the crowds heard this, here oh here we go. I was at the right place. I was at the right place. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. Let's go to thirty-five. One of them, an expert in the law, a lawyer, tested him with this question. 36. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? 37, please. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Now, we we ran into that verse over in Deuteronomy. This is the first and greatest commandment. Let's go to 39. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Let's go to the next verse, please. 40. And verse 40 talks about How? And the second is like it. The next verse talks about how all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So you mean Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, 
all the other prophets, Jeremiah, Isaiah, came to give us a message of love. Jesus said it right here. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. It don't say how much you go to church. It don't say how nice you are because a lot of people are going to tell you I'm nice. Niceness don't get you in heaven. A lot of people are going to say I'm a good person. Being a good person don't get you in heaven. Accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior is what gets you in heaven. But also our walk requires that we love one another. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Wow, that's pretty deep. We have... Okay. I got so many papers here. (laughs) I'm going to do better. Praise the Lord. Hmm. Wow, Reginald. Huh? <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, now I'm there. I'm back to whether Jesus' statement made love sound optional. When Jesus told us to love your neighbor as yourself, did that sound like it was optional? Did it sound like just as forceful as it did when God told the children of Israel, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul? And then Jesus came back and said the same thing. And he also told us to love our neighbors as ourselves. Did that sound optional? I don't think it was. Now, the question is, who is your neighbor? Who is your neighbor? Everybody. Who is next to you? That's your neighbor. Who is next to you at any given time is your neighbor. Who is your neighbor? You my neighbor. You my neighbor. Everybody that I come in contact with and have fellowship with on any type of level, that's my neighbor. So how should I respond to my neighbor? I should love my neighbor. When I looked at first, I'm going to have to press it next to you. It's your neighbor. That's your neighbor. When I looked at 1 Corinthians, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 13. And 1 Corinthians 13 tells us how God's love should look. How should God's love look coming from us as we demonstrate it? 1 Corinthians 13 says, And if I speak in the tongues of men, but 
do not have love. I am only a resounding, going, or clanging symbol. Let's go on. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is. This is what our love should look like. This is what Christ and God's love in us should look like. Love is patient. Patient. That means that when y'all get fed up with me, <laughs> y'all should be patient. If you love me, be, <laughs> be patient. Love is kind. And you know what? I'm, I'm a pretty much an impatient kind of guy sometimes because I see somebody shaking their head like in, in compromise. That's scary thought. But I know, I know I can be pretty impatient. But that's one of the things when God has been dealing with me on this love walk, that's one of the things that God is requiring of me. And I say me, but I also wonder, is he requiring it of you also? Is he requiring that we be patient? And patience is one of those hard things. It's one of such a hard thing that people say, be careful what you pray for. Be careful to ask for patience because things going to start build, jumping up to make patience be built up in you. But patience is such a good thing because patience is such a great exhibition of love. God was so and is still so patient with us. So patient with us. Love is kind. Love is kind. And we all have those moments where we just don't feel like being kind. You got, you're having a pretty rough day. And you're, you're stressed a little out. You're a little stressed. And you're a little at wit's end. And then here comes somebody with something. And that patience just go. I mean, that kindness just goes out the door. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That kindness goes right out the door. We need to be kind, especially to each other. We need to exhibit that kindness of Christ, especially to each other. And that's what scripture tells us. Love does not envy. You know, we all say that I ain't envious, but I'm going to tell you the truth about me. I'm going to tell you the truth. Sometimes I catch myself, you know, I have to check myself because I might get a little envious about something. I know that only happens to me. It don't happen to nobody else. Ain't nobody else dealing with no jealousy or no envy. It's only me. So I'm going to speak about me. Every now and then, I might find a little envy creeping up in my system. And I, the Holy Spirit will put me on self-check if I listen to the voice. It says, love does not boast. Love does not boast. 
I don't know. I don't know a lot of boasters around here, and I'm I'm not a big boaster because I don't got a lot to boast about. The only thing, <laughs> only thing I could boast about is God's goodness to me. The only thing I could boast about is the love and the fellowship of my church. The only thing I could boast about is how my church is really on a missional place, in a missional place, how we reach out to grab people and have them gravitate to Christ. But I can't boast about a whole lot of nothing else. So I'm not big on boasting, but if you're a boaster, check yourself. <laughs> Love is not proud. Love is not proud. Scripture tells us that what comes before a fall? Pride. Pride comes before a fall. So I try to check my pride. Sometimes I'll be feeling myself, though. Sometimes I'll be feeling myself, but I try not to be prideful about feeling myself. I'll be feeling myself because God has blessed me. God has blessed me so richly. God has blessed us so richly that sometimes if we're not careful, that feeling of gratitude and that feeling of thankfulness and that feeling of knowing who you are in Christ can turn into pride. It can turn into pride. So it tells us love is not prideful. It does not dishonor others. Now that's big. That's big because we can dishonor others you know, in so many ways. We can dishonor others in small ways, and we can dishonor others in big ways. We can dishonor others, and our intent wasn't even to dishonor them, but we was caught up in our feelings or caught up in our emotions, and things just flew out of our mouth or just came out the wrong way. I'm just going to say, I don't think that's acceptable to God. You know, my daddy used to tell me, excuses only satisfy the ones who make them. <laughs> That's what he used to tell me. Excuses only satisfy the ones who make them. So when we say, because sometimes me, I'm going to use me as an example again, sometimes me, I'll make excuses about my behavior because I'll say something like, That's just me. I've been doing that, you know. That's the way I respond to things. You know that. Come on, that's a sellout. <laughs> that's a sellout. That's a sellout. Because it shouldn't be just you. It should be Christ exhibited in you. Love is not self-seeking. Love is not self-seeking. That's a pretty big thing. For me to seek your stuff more than my stuff. That requires some godly love sometimes because love doesn't seek its own. It is not easily angered. Uh-oh, I failed the test. I failed. <laughs> I failed because sometimes the proper impetus, for lack of a better word, can jump up and anger jumps up with it. it some, sometimes it seems like it just come out of nowhere. Something, But that's not of God. That is not of Christ. 
it keeps no record of wrongs. God's love in us keeps no records of wrongs. Me, one thing I'm, 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 I'm thankful about is God has given me the spirit of forgiveness. And I see this, that spirit operate here within the church, that spirit of forgiveness where people do not hold fault, where do not, they do not remember your wrongs. I try not to remember what might have happened yesterday because one of the things that God has showed me in my walk, it, because I'm going to have to say I'm a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. And that's the one thing God has showed me about all of us. All of us. We all are a work in progress. Judge nothing before it's time. How can I judge you while God is working on you for what you do when I probably did the same thing or even something worse? Who am I to judge you about what you do? No, we are all a work in progress and we should not hold faults against each other, especially when we know that we're all striving for the same thing. We're striving to find our place in that higher calling in Christ Jesus. Amen. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Love does not delight in evil. Now, what I think about of that verse is how sometimes, you know, somebody can have done something that you just don't feel real good about. And then something happens to them and you'd be like, oh yeah, God didn't got them. He didn't show. Nah, that ain't what is, that ain't what's happening. That's not love. That is not love at all. Love rejoices with the truth. Love rejoices with the truth. Um, the scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth and all enlightenment and all understanding. So when the truth is present, regardless to what it is, regardless to what it is, because some truths make us a little squeamish. Some truths make us a little squeamish. When we have to look at thing and a, a, a thing and decipher whether it's the truth or whether it's a lie, whether it be how you're living or whether it be responding to something in the world presented to you and you know that it's wrong, but because it affects you in our emotion. In that seat of emotion, sometimes we would rather have that lie than the truth. But love don't rejoice in the lie. Love rejoices in the truth. Praise the Lord. What does love, when I look, what does love do for the body? What does love do for us as the body of Christ? What does love do for us as the body of Christ? When we go to 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 12, 
First Corinthians 12 says, and I said that, <laughs> First Corinthians, now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. Go wrong. We're going to go pretty much down on that. Okay, we can start right there. You know that when we were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led away to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of feeling by that same spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. I'm going to stop right there because that's the point that I want to make. How does love operate in this congregation? You see what God distributes right here. Right here in this congregation, what God distributes, he distributes his spirit to all of us. And he gives us all gifts for what? For the betterment of the body of Christ. Now, if we ain't operating in love, those gifts are not operating correctly in our body. We need those gifts operating in love in our body to effectively do what Christ has commissioned us to do. To go out and reach disciples. To minister to the community that we inhabit. We need that love so that we can be the body of Christ. That when it's all said and done, God can say, well done my good and faithful servants. One of the things, we have a, 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 a threaded, threaded coming up. And threaded is about racial reconciliation. And uh, we're going to be doing some threaded classes here. But one of the things that I say at threaded consistently is, if you're not here, and you're not here, and you're not here, then the body is lacking. The body cannot effectively do what Christ has commissioned it to do if part of the body is lacking. If I cut off this finger right here, this one right here, it's going to affect this body in a monumental way. This body is not going to be able to be as effective 
as it could be with just one finger. One finger. So just think when one of you is missing in action. Just think when one of us is not here operating in love and the gift, the gift that God gave us, how the body lacks, how the body is ill-equipped to continue the mission that Christ has given us. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. So we need to be here together operating in love as much as we can so that we can fulfill the mission that Christ has for us. Amen. Okay. I think I, I, I you know, even in my um, disorganization, <laughs> I think I pretty much touched all the stress points that I wanted to touch on. You know, I call them stress points. Uh, uh, the, the common name is bullet bullet points. But I like, <laughs> I ain't like that term. I like stress points better. And what I want to do is I want to ask I want to ask you guys here. Guys, lady. I hate to say that term, guys. I want to ask you people, my family, the people that I love, because I do really, truly love y'all. The people that I love, I want to ask you all to make a commitment today to be more expressive of love, not only in this congregation, not only in this congregation, but outside of this congregation, to the people that we come in contact with, so that in expressing that love, we can be a witness, a true witness for Christ. So, do I get that commitment out of y'all? I want to hear somebody say yes, 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 yes. Let's pray before we close out. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord God, for using me, Lord God, to bring forth this message of love, Lord God. And I just ask, Lord God, that you just build up our congregation, Lord God, to more effectively demonstrate your love to the people that we come in contact with. I ask that you bless us and continue to build us up, Lord God, and give us traveling mercy and traveling grace as we part from here, Lord God. And above all, Lord God, let us exhibit love in those areas, Lord God, that are not part of the church, in our homes, in our workplaces, in the grocery stores, Lord God, in any place where we go, Lord God, and come in contact with another individual, help us to express your love to anybody, Lord God, who might be in need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. so much for the message bringing us a message of love and our praise team are going to bring us a song today and as they sing we're going to um, stand and we're going to have prayer time so if you like prayer uh, we ask you just raise your hand and myself and 
uh, lay pastors and elders will come around and pray with you.
this week um so and then also we have some artwork here geraldine and uh marvin has she has some artwork that you won from uh last week and then also uh demetrius and daisha darwin you also have artwork up here on this front uh chair here so make sure you come and get that just some quick announcements in the bulletin the women's association and men's association will be meeting today the men will be meeting in here women where are you guys meeting don't know yet so who is Okay, so see Bessie in the back. <laughs> okay, see them in the back of Women's Association. If you're a man or if you're a woman, you're a meeting today, okay? Women's and Men's Association. All right, any other um, announcements? Uh, Reverend Nacy, yes, sir. Reverend Nacy is also still selling tickets for the banquet, which is the 29th. That's this week, right? Oh, October 29th. Okay. So they're going to be having a banquet. So if you would like to see him, please see him for the ticket. 
Women's Association meeting is canceled for today, so the men will be meeting here. Okay, so let us stand and receive the benediction. Go out in peace this week in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all the fruit of the Holy Spirit, Lord. And we highlight love today, Lord. We say thank you, Lord, for this for the sermon today. Thank you, Lord, for um, highlighting love in our lives this week, God. Help us to be more of a loving church, going out being more gracious, God. We want to serve you, not to get membership, Lord, but so somebody can get saved, so somebody can know that Jesus Christ is alive in the world. So help us to just be more pleasant as your people, God. We are sent out in the light, in the world to be light. So we just say thank you, Lord, for helping us to be more loving and help us to be productive this week, God. Thank you, Lord, for walking with us wherever we go. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Amen.